0: Hello, my name is Paul Ryan and I'm founder of GP Templates. I work as both a pharmacist and as a GP and I'm passionate about clinical pharmacology and therapeutics and enjoy making international guidelines relevant to those of us in primary care. So in today's podcast, I am going to talk about the role of RNAs in patients with uh, heart failure with reduced ejection fraction so what is an arni an arni is an angiotensin receptor neprilysin inhibitor ar ni so for patients so i suppose just to go back take uh, take a back step so for patients who have an ejection fraction of less than 40% who remain symptomatic despite the beta blocker ace inhibitor and spironolactone the next step is referral, for consider- referral to secondary care, so into the cardiologist, for consideration of the angiotensin receptor neprolysin inhibitor, or ARNI, and that is the Sacubitril-Valsartan combination. So this will be prescribed as a replacement for the ACE inhibitor, or ARB, and this is as per the current NICE guidance, if the left ventricular ejection fraction is less than 35%. So it's not for all patients, but it's just an option there. So cubitril prevents the breakdown of uh, brain natriuretic peptide, so therefore has diuretic, so increase, you know, in passing of water in the urine, natriuretic, so, in, you know, increase in sodium in the urine, and vasodilating properties. There are two main things with, Arnie, with the prescription of Arni. Number one, they need referral to secondary care, so it's our cardiology colleagues will be prescribing them, and number two, it's... It, really important that the ACE inhibitor or ARB, they have to be stopped before the RNA can be initiated. And they need a minimum of 48 hours washout period. So the ACE inhibitor has to be stopped two days before the RNA uh, is started. So I spoke about, you know, uh, the role of at, um in patients who have an ejection fraction less than 35%. um, And that would be you know, if a patient will go back to basics, they're on an ASINRA, they're on a beta blocker, they're on spironolactone, and then the next step is either an ARNI or else a glyphosin or an SGLT2 uh, inhibitor. So I'll just talk about the SGLT2 inhibitor. So so we also have the option, instead of putting referring to secondary care for an ARNI, we also have the option of adding the SGLT2 dapagliflozin or empagliflozin at this step in patients with an ejection fraction less than 40%. And it's used as a heart failure medication as opposed to an oral hypoglycemic in diabetes, which it also has a use for. We know that it reduces both cardiovascular deaths and worsening heart failure. Now, dapagliflazin and dapagliflazin are both licensed for use in heart failure, and that's as per the current NICE uh, guidelines, Since actually since NICE 2021 guidelines. Um, Empagliflazin and dapagliflazin have a class one recommendation for heart failure with reduced ejection fraction, and that's as per the current European Society of Cardiology Guidance, which was published in 2021. So... We have a question, do we refer to secondary care? We have them on the three agents, the beta blocker, the ACE inhibitor, and the spironolactone, and uh, you know, up to max tolerated doses. Then we, if they're still symptomatic, if the rejection fraction is still less than 40%, we can either put, you know, go with the RNA, refer to secondary care for RNA, or else, um, discuss with our cardiology colleagues about putting them on an SGLT2 inhibitor. And What should you do? There are no direct head-to-head trials to answer this question as of 2023. So there's an indirect comparison of outcomes comparing the two in a network meta-analysis, and it suggests that the SGLT2 and ARNI had similar effects on improving cardiovascular outcomes. Combination achieved a better prognosis compared with ARNI monotherapy, so if you combine the two. SGLT2 inhibitors versus ARNI and heart failure with reduced ejection fraction, a, a systematic review and meta-analysis was the name of the study, if you want to look it up. It was published in the uh, in 2021, uh, in June of 2021 in uh, European Society of Cardiology Heart Failure Journal. Now, what about, so if you were to go with, so you're thinking, oh, will I refer into secondary care for the RNA or will I pick up the phone and speak to cardiology. There is a relative ease of prescribing the SGLT2 in primary care, and it may make it preferable at this step. And that's what the British Journal of General Practice uh, published in 2021 in in a review of this specific question. You know, it does not need dose titration, and you're starting the SGLT2 for heart failure is more straightforward in patients without diabetes, actually, than those with diabetes. And the SGLT2 does not lower blood glucose in people who are normal glycemic, and there is not the risk of DKA, so it's actually more straightforward uh, to start them in non-diabetics. So... um. Just food for thought. Um, so I hope um, you got something from this podcast. I spoke about the irony. So I, I spoke about the angiotensin receptor neprilysin inhibitor, your your valsart and your sacubitril combination, and I also spoke about when why would you go with one over the other, and you know the the, the advantages and disadvantages of going for one over the other. Um, I hope you found it beneficial, and I'm looking forward to giving my next podcast.